This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Because if you can tell me what your habits are, I can tell you what sort of a person you are. I can tell you what your future looks like. But like I always say, life is 10% what happens to you. It's 90% what you do about it. The people who are most effective in the workplace believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past. When people don't believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past, they begin to disengage. You're listening to The Circuit of Success, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve success in every facet of life, only on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Now, your host, Brett Gilliland. Welcome to The Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland. How you doing today, Brian? Oh, Brett, it is a pleasure to be here with you, man. Well, it's awesome to have you, Brian McRae. I just said Brian, like everybody knows that's listening who I'm talking to. It's Brian McRae. You are a business coach. Your company is called Accelerate. You're helping all sorts of people uh, do some amazing things in their world. And uh, I'll let you tell the story behind all that kind of stuff. But man, I'm excited to be with you. And uh, I know we're going to do something a little different today. You're going to ask me some questions. I'm going to ask you some questions. Absolutely. We're going to get you a podcast started. We're going to do something here. We're gonna have- <laughs> Sound good? Yeah, absolutely, man. All right. Well, here's my first question, though. Then I'll turn it over to you and you can ask some questions. But what I like to do is, you know, for those people that may not know who Brian McRae are, uh, who, who he is, who you are, um, is what, what's kind of made you the man you are today? What's the backstory? You don't just wake up and, you know, read all those books behind you and, and travel and do the things that you're doing. And so what's kind of made you the man you are today, Brian? Um, well, you know what? Um, first of all, I'd say my wife and I just celebrated 28 years of, uh, of, of mostly marital bliss. And, uh, she's, uh, you know, behind anybody that's had some success, there's, uh, there's, there's a better woman in my opinion, at least for me. Um, but you know, just being able to have a rooted family has been incredible. Um, I also happen to be a person of faith. So, um, you know, just trying to, um, to honor God and, and make him known through what we do. So, um, that's another component, but then other than that, honestly, Brett, um, you you pointed at book or you, you mentioned books, Man, I, I got a piece of advice from a mentor early on. He said, if you want to reach the top things, the things on the top shelf of life, you got to stand on the books you read. That's right. And um, so that's just been a huge influence. And so uh, personal development, I think, is just a core tenement of, I think, any successful. I mean, you know, that's why it's always fun to get together with you because we're always bantering back ideas or resources that have inspired or encouraged us to do something that we wouldn't have done had we not been involved with it. So yeah. Um, I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, books, no, absolutely. relationships. Absolutely. So if you had to so. pick one of those books back there, what's uh, maybe not even one that's back there, but you know, what's one book? If you, if somebody's saying, Brian, give me one book, what is it? Well, I mentioned personally. The Bible, you'd say yeah, the I was going to say, you can go to the Bible because you can go into Proverbs and there's a, there's, there's a proverb there for every day. So there's some great wisdom there, but there's just so many. I think any, you know, when it comes to um, relationships or productivity or leadership, and there's just so many good books and uh, you know, give and take is out there just in terms of, you know, being a giver and being a successful giver in the marketplace. Um, I'm a big John Maxwell fan. So uh, the 15 invaluable laws of growth was just a, a, a crazy inspiration for me. Um, productivity wise, um, there's a, a book out there by a guy by the name of Brian Moran, who wrote a book called the 12 week year. And uh, that just kind of, yeah. yeah, just, I was, I'm a productivity. I, I, I want to make sure I'm getting the right things done. So uh, he was one. So there's a couple. How about you? 
Shameless plug. You can listen to Brian Moran on the Circuit of Success podcast. Ah, uh, you know what? Success.com and you can listen to the whole podcast right there. You see how I did that? I didn't exactly. <laughs> well, uh, man, the if, ones I, if I were on top say, of my game, if I were on top of my exactly. game, I would have looked at your list and. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I would, you know, the, I always say the rhythm of the rhythm of life by Matthew Kelly. Uh, that was a, a game changer book for me. Read that years ago and gotten to know Matthew over the years, a phenomenal guy with phenomenal, uh, you know, information about dreams and living your best life and all that stuff. So that's, that's good. You know, the energy bus, really easy oh, read Mr. by Gordon. John Gordon. Yep. Uh, phenomenal. Uh, the silent alarm, I think is a great book by another guy on the podcast. John Gordon was on the podcast as well, but, uh, John Blumberg, uh, the silent alarm. And what I love about that, just if I can real quick is it talks about drifting and, and you need people in your life. They're going to catch you on your drift. And so, and what he means by that is that if, if you start to just kind of go that way, you know, if, if you're listening to this, I'm just going off to the right a little bit. You want somebody to catch you sooner rather than later, because he talks about a, a, an airplane that takes off from Los Angeles and it's going to New York. And if it's just one degree, so think one degree off, right? From that distance. And I don't remember what he said, but that thing ends up like, you know, in a completely different, like different, worse yeah. than like Florida, different right? continent it's like somewhere. Yeah. It's different, like continent. different continent versus New York. And we're talking one degree. So that one cheat meal, right. That leads into two or that one thing that leads into two and then three. And then next thing you know, it's been six months and then a year and then five years and you haven't done it. It's kind of, that's the silent alarm telling us. And we need somebody to tell us, Hey, don't do that, man. I totally, that's the relationship side of things that I would totally agree. You got to have some people that that's right. I, I like to call it joyful accountability. You need some people that'll, that'll put some joyful accountability around you. I, I totally agree with that. So why don't I turn the mic over to you where you can ask the questions and then we'll just have a great old discussion today. Well, you know, so, so Brett, the reason I reached out is, um, you know, I've, I've got a coaching company, but I also have, I also run a mortgage team. And so one of the reasons I'm, I'm reaching out is that another great piece of advice that I got early on in my career was, was offer value outside your core competence. And so I reached out to you. I'm thinking, you know, I want to talk to some su successful people in the financial services arena because it's 2020 that we're in the middle of a pandemic and you kind of run across a couple different people. You have people who are really succeeding and crushing it right now. And you've got some other individuals who are really struggling. So I just want to spend some time talking about what are some of the secrets to success or what's the circuit of success? How do you get plugged into that? Um, so that's why I reached out. So just if you don't mind, just what has this pandemic made possible for you? Yeah, I think it's a, that's a great question. You were saying that before and I actually wrote that down. What's the situation or what's this pandemic made possible? And, and for me, I think it's gotten to a point of how important our relationships are uh, with each other, whether it's our family uh, somebody like you, Brian, right? It's like, we don't, we don't talk every day or every week or every month, but what happens when a phone call happens, you immediately can reconnect and just pick up right where you left off. Right. And it, it feels like we've known each other forever. Um, but uh, I think it's, it, that, that's based around your value system. And so if I surround myself with people that are the same kind of like-minded value system, you know, who you surround yourself with matters. The book you read, the, the, that stuff matters. My dad told me that all the time. I just thought he didn't like my friends when I was a kid, maybe, but <laughs> right. And, and so um, I, I think the pandemic tells me that that's what makes it possible is my friends are even more important. My family's even more important. And it, it just kind of, you know, it stinks right now because where we're at with family, we can't really even see them but you, you realize how important they are in your life. And you know that anyway, but it just, when you can't go and see people, 
as often if you'd like, uh, just due to health reasons or whatever, it, it, it makes it even tougher, I think. But, but also the, the silver lining to this, I mean, I think we're, we're blessed to be in a business model that allows us to still, still serve our clients in good times and in bad times. You know, we've got clients that are crushing it more than they've ever crushed it because of the pandemic. And we've got clients that are really struggling because of them. And so we're seeing both sides of that and we're trying to help, you know, our firm's mission, as you know, is to help people achieve a future greater than their past. And if we can get up every day and help somebody with that, and I can lift them up even when they're doing well, and I can lift them up when they're doing not so well, that's what our advisors do every day. Right. And that's what our teams do every day is to help those people. And so I think it's just being, being where your feet are. It's another one I've learned Um, being where my feet are is if I'm with somebody that's struggling we got to, we got to help them get off the struggle bus, right? Maybe, maybe it's a book, maybe it's a, a mentor they need. Maybe it's a, some questions you got to ask them. And uh, you know, so those things, and then, and then from a family and personal side, I think just realizing that we don't have to run to 9 million events and do all this craziness. It's pretty nice to be at home. It's pretty fun to come home and see my kids uh, you know, out in the driveway, playing with the neighbor kids and riding bikes and me not having to come in on two wheels, change clothes and get to the next game. Right. So I'm rambling here, so I'll shut up. But no, I think that's, that's just, uh, those are some of the things when you ask that question that really hit home for me. Well, and I think, you know, Brett, I think this is just my opinion. I think for us to have any degree of professional success, there's gotta be a comfort that the home life is taken care of. That's just, right. you know, um, but if you don't mind, let me throw the, the question back at you from, you know, what is the situation made possible? Is there anything that when, when the pandemic hit? So literally, I mean, you're in a really nice, I mean, that office space that you have is amazing. And you got this big office, you got your advisors, and you're the leader. So as a leader, what do you, how do you take leadership in, in, in a situation? I mean, you, so just to recap, what I understand is you got, you got the practice, you know, where you're, you're helping other advisors clients, yeah. and you got your own clients, you've got coaching clients. I mean, what do you do from a business perspective to make sure you keep that executive brain functioning and as a leader? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great question. And I think I'll just go to where I'm at right now is, you know, my last week, the week before last, and then even all of next week, I mean, I'm, I'm back to back all day on the hour. I mean, literally all day, every day, with most of the time, it's, it's, it's our clients or our advisors. And it's having Zoom calls. And it's saying, Brian, you're an advisor at, at Visionary Wealth Advisors, let's say. And it's, let's talk about 2020, what went well, what didn't go well. And again, you've got some clients, they're just absolutely, I mean, advisors, they're just absolutely crushing it and bringing in assets. And then you have some that have said, hey, let's really focus on the client's that we've got, and we're not so focused on bringing in new business, right? So it's two totally different school of thoughts. Not, yeah. Neither one is right or wrong, but they're just different schools of thoughts, right? And so what I have found to be just so unique is the different mindsets that people have about this. But what did we learn in 2020? What can we learn in, for going forward to 2021 to make sure that if it was a more of a difficult year, then how do you not let that happen again in 2021? Because I don't know what you believe, but I don't think we're just going to like January 1, we're just going to open up and the world's going back to normal, right? So who, know, who knows how long this thing goes on? So what do we learn from this now that we can take good or bad and do something with it for 2021? So what's the game plan, right? What, what's the purpose that you want to have? How do you want to help serve your clients? How do you want to love on your clients? Um, and, and doing those types of things. And then, you know, I talk about from the whole person, Again, helping somebody achieve a future greater than their past is not just about money. 
It's about their personal life. It's their professional life. It's their intellectual life. Are they reading? Are they taking more tests to get more credentials, right? Uh, their emotional life. How are they doing on their emotions? Are they struggling right now? Are they depressed? Are they not depressed? Um, how are they doing physically? Are they working out? Are they not working out? Are they eating right? Are they not eating right? And having those types of questions. And then it, it, my whole process is very simple is start, stop, continue. So if something is going well, and let's say your personal life, what do you got to start doing? What do you got to stop doing? And what do you got to continue to do? And, it, and it's very simple, but yet when you slow down and take people off the treadmill of life and say, Hey, you know, Brian, let me, let me stop you from the craziness of life and ask you these questions. Then that's where I think a lot of aha moments come about. And then we can get a real clear business. So mm. don't know if that is, but, but I guess the answer to your question is spending time with people. Um, you know, I've had to do more videos. Uh, we've all done the zoom videos, but I, but I'm doing videos to our firm, right? You know, and not a ton, but you do four, three, four, five of these things and just saying, Hey, I, I know I can't see you all, but here we are. And here's a message from, from our leadership team. And here's what you think, you know, throw the thing on YouTube, you keep it private and you send the link to everybody in your firm and you can at least connect with them there. And then we do visionary university every single Most of the firm shows up and we connect and there we are. You can see our face and we're going to talk and, and give you updates. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's great. That's great stuff. I'm gonna have to go back and listen because I couldn't keep up with when I was writing with all that stuff. So I talk too much sometimes. No, it's golden, man. That's golden. The um, so in terms of um, the success, you know, if there were a couple of traits that uh, the successful advisors and and again, the the reason I reached out, Brett, is that I think you know success breeds success, and so it just takes you know if somebody's listening to this, and that's the goal here is that you know, we can both share this. And there's some advisors that I know that I just want, I just want to be able to say, Hey, here's some resources for you to help you succeed. I mean, by the way, I love your phrase. It says, uh, you know, we want to help people achieve a future greater than their past. And, you know, that's, uh, and kind of have a similar philosophy. I want to help people win at work and at home. Um, You know, so in terms of the work side of things, uh, that's what I just was going to throw it back to you. What are some of the successful, you know, when you've got some advisors that are succeeding, what are some of the key things that you're seeing from them? Maybe some tactics, some strategies, some, you know, what are some key things maybe that you're seeing that they're doing that are creating some momentum for them? Yeah. I mean, I think it's one, you've got to adapt, right? I mean, so if, if you're in the, in the business of still meeting people and trying to grow the business, well, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to networking events. You're not going to a lot of charity scramble golf tournaments and bringing, you know, a couple of clients and a prospect, you know, a lot of things we can't go do right now. So they're having to adapt and they're having to go out and do things a little differently. I, you know, we've had a number of advisors in our firm that are adding value in more ways than just, you know, buy this stock versus that stock, right? They may be having interviews. And so they're doing a lot of stuff like what you're seeing here and they're sending it out to their client base and they're saying, okay, you know, Mr. or Mrs. CPA, what should our business owner clients be doing right now with the CARES Act? Or what should they be doing if they got the PPP money? And what should they be doing on this? And it's this Q&A and with this Zoom and everybody knows how to do it now. And then I can throw that thing out on an on a email to clients. I can put it on YouTube, whatever it may be. You can do that and you're adding value. And I think that this is an opportunity. This whole pandemic is going to be an opportunity for the strong are going to get stronger in any industry, right? The strong are going to totally get stronger agree. and the weak are going to get weaker. Totally and, agree. And I don't say that in a negative way, go, you know, go take advantage of the weak. I'm not saying that. What no. I'm saying is though, the strong is going to be a massive opportunity when the dust settles that you're standing here and, and you're here and you're providing for people and people will remember that, right? They're going to remember 
that place they learn how to do A, B, or C, and you help them in their business and you help them in their personal life, they'll remember that. And if you're just sitting on the sidelines thinking, oh, I'm just going to wait for the dust to settle, then I'll do this. I think you're going to, you're going to be hurting big time when, when the dust does settle. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm going to tag onto that because I, I agree. Adding value outside of our core competence is absolutely one of the ways to build influence and have people to think about you and your core competence. But one of the things in the pandemic, as soon as this thing started, I just saw so many people that were frozen. And I just remember watching something, you know, I think everybody as they were, were either on YouTube or reading articles about what's going on with the pandemic. And there was one physician that was just talking about, and, and I'm not trying to make any political statements and I'm not trying to politicize the, the virus, but he said, just taking action. He said, and so we, I just, I listened to that. And he said, you just have to take action. You just can't stand still. So that's one of the things, you know, we had uh, one of our, one of our clients, um, was a real estate professional. I told you I've, I've got a mortgage team. And so one of the things I made possible is we started um, really creating a, uh, we created something realtor roundtable. And we just brought realtors together and said, hey, what's working and what's yeah. not working? And one of the realtors just said, you know, I don't really know what to do. And I've got clients that aren't sure what to do. I said, you know, and everybody just, we just gave the suggestion, go create a system that shows how you're going to show a house or how you're going to list a house. You've got to, as leaders, whether we're, and I think everybody's a leader. And I said, as a leader, if you want people to follow you, whether you're a client, whether you're a business owner, if you want people to follow you, you got to have a plan. And she literally, she just went, she mapped out, here's what I'm going to do to show a house. And she could tell every client completely changed her confidence level in terms of being present. So uh, is there anything like that that you've seen in terms of of your team or other successful advisors? Well, I would just say that, I mean, I always say this and it seems like almost every podcast, but Robin, Robin Sharma, who actually wrote a book called Leader Who Had No Title, which is a phenomenal book. So it absolutely is in line with what you just said, that everybody is a leader, no matter your title. Uh, phenomenal. I would tell you to read it, tell your listeners or our listeners to read it. Um, and, and so I think, but what I hear there is clarity precedes mastery. And oh, so yeah. the clearer they are, right? The more they're going to master this thing. And so that thing and what you just explained was how do I go show this house in a new environment that maybe they don't want me in there. Maybe they don't want me in there without a mask. Maybe they don't want other people traipsing through. We can't have an open house because we can't have 50 people walking through. So what do I do different? Right? So, yeah, I mean, and, and you hit, you said the word action. So the circuits of success are attitude, your belief system, and the actions that you take ultimately get you results. And so, to your point of action. So, I, you know, I said, I'm a huge Cardinal fan and, um, you know, opening day was coming around this year. And I said, you know what, what, what could I do to bring value to Cardinal fans? Cause that's what our entire St. Louis market. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Three million people. Pretty common denominator. So I said, let's take action. So I sent messages out to guys, send them some text messages. And I said, you know what, on opening day this year for St. Louis Cardinal baseball, let's have our own opening day. We can't go to Bush Stadium. We can't go down and have a nice ice cold Bud Light and a in a in a in a hot dog. So we're going to bring it to you. And so we've had hundreds and thousands of people that watched our opening day. And we had five former Cardinal players, right? That came on. We spent an hour and a half together on Zoom, all split screened out, and you get to hear some of the best Cardinal stories and funny stories, hilarious stories, things you didn't even know about. And what, the, what it was like to win a World Series, but what it was like to, you know, the mindset when you just gave up a home run and you got to come back in the next night and pitch a good game. And so those things, again, that take action. If something is in your heart, in your gut, I, I say stay in this region. And if you're listening, I'm talking about your heart and your gut region. Don't go up here to the head. Because if we go to the head, it immediately says, bad idea. Who do you think you are to get these guys on a call? And why in the heck would they spend time with Brett Gilliland 
And you know what every single one of them said? Absolutely. What time do you want to do it? And I said, hey, how much time do you guys have? Whatever you want. Right. And an hour and a half goes by and I stopped it because I felt bad. We could have <laughs> kept going. Right. And it's just amazing that when you give back to people, they're, they're going to they're going to they're going to give back as well. And so taking action again in your heart and your gut, if it sounds right, take action, you'll figure it out and you'll make the right decision. Yeah, that's good, man. By the way, that was awesome. I, uh, I got to see oh, that. Thanks. It was uh, you, it, how often do you get a chance to get in the locker room? Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't No. So that was awesome. Well, good stuff. Um, you know, uh, well, thanks for answering my question. Is there something I can answer for you? Yeah. I mean, I, I would almost flip the same, the same question back, not to steal your question or take your, uh, your info here, but what has it made possible for you, this whole pandemic, this situation? Um, you know, Brett, we, um, literally that was a question that we threw on the table with our team right away. And so, um, uh, with the McRae mortgage team, we just, I said, guys, what does this make possible? And so the vast majority, uh, as you are, and I are, are uh, as I've shared with you in the past, I, I've run an event here called Mastermind St. Louis. And, you know, we would get 150 people in a room. And that was, I love coaching. I love training. I love encouraging people. It's something that's just in my blood. And I love doing that. And then suddenly, you know, the third Thursday of the month's no longer possible for a live event. So I just went to the team and that, that was the vast majority that opened the doors from a marketing standpoint for our, our mortgage opportunities. Mm. Um, and so we just said, what does it make possible? So we literally pivoted. We said, okay, our top partners, our financial advisors, real estate professionals, and real estate's a big part of it. So we started, I mentioned it earlier, we started something called Realtor Roundtable. We said, hey, we can't get together with you as frequently, but let's help you. What's the biggest business challenge you're having in this pandemic? What, um, you know, let's collaborate versus compete. And so we just pulled, we'd get 20, 30 realtors on a call, on a Zoom call. It made possible. Can you imagine trying to get 20 to 30 realtors yeah. on Zoom two years yeah. ago? It yeah. wouldn't have worked. So we just tried to be an encouragement. So we pivoted on that. We went virtual with, uh, with Mastermind St. Louis um, and some amazing things have happened. So we tried to restructure, you know, um, as you know, interest rates fell significantly and we had huge demand coming in and we've got clients and we couldn't, we, we normally would attend our closings. We couldn't any longer. So we had to structure and give confidence to everybody in, our, in, in the supply chain, if you want to call it that, from the title company to the clients. So we had to give them confidence on how we were going to deliver top-notch service to them. And so we just started mapping it out and we went and we just asked for a lot of grace from people. We said, hey, you know, COVID's here. We're doing our best, but here's our plan. And um, it just seemed to get some traction pretty quickly. And we had kind of a cultural component up to it as well. We said, hey, we got to make sure we take care of our team because if we don't take care of our team, we can't take care of our clients. And if we can't take care of our clients, we won't be taking care of the company. So we just kept on top of each other because we were all working from home. Productivity was up, but so was ours. So we literally started saying mandate some white space because we were so busy. So Anyway, I like that. So let's walk through this. So I think a lot of times on these podcasts, right, we always want to talk about the things that are going well, the things that we get a lot of success from. But how do you, because we all have the, the disappointment, right? Maybe that, maybe that phone rings and it's that client or that, that customer or whatever it is. And they say, you know what? No, I'm not going to choose the McRae team to do my mortgage. I'm going up the street, right? I know that never happens to you, but, <laughs> but if it did, <laughs> uh, how do you get all. over, how do you get over disappointing news? And how fast do you bounce back usually? Um, you know, Brett, it, uh, it's actually something we talked about with the team because, man, it's just everybody is just, there's this weight on everybody with the pandemic. Everything is new and it creates, 
negative can create negative emotions. So we just started talking on our team about the executive brain. And I honestly, I don't know where that came from, but we just, we said, Hey, we got to make sure we maintain our executive brain. And so one of the things we do uh, on our team is we do something called a three, two, one journal. Um, and we write down three things we're grateful for every day. We write down two affirmations about the person that we want to be at home and at work and how we want to be perceived in the world. And then we write down one big success. And the reason for that is that there's just, there's all kinds of studies around positive psychology, but it was just trying to make sure we were grounded so that when we showed up and just to your point, from a team perspective, part of our entire is that joyful accountability. When we saw somebody going off the rails, we would, we would talk to them about it. Um, so we just kind of said, Hey, and we would do some walk and talks, um, where, you know, the meeting would be, Hey, let's go outside. Let's just jump on our zoom calls, but we're going to be moving around. So I love those by the way. And I've done a lot of that and myself and Steve jobs actually said that some of his biggest, best ideas was rebuilding Apple. He would go on like literally 90 minute, two hour walks with his executive and just chat and talk. And it's, you know, gets the mindset going, right? It gets the blood flowing and, and bet more creative ideas are happening. Yeah. Well, that's a guy to, that's a guy to lean into. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's some wisdom right there. That's right. That's right. So what about, um, you, you know, if I followed you around every day with a camera, what are, what are some things that I wouldn't miss? Uh, what are some things that I would, that I, I would see that happen every day? Like without failure, you're doing X. What, what, what are those things? Uh, well, it's, um, I tried to, the mindset side of things. The, uh, I just mentioned the journal. It is always with me. I carry it right here. And um, I try to make sure that's there um, in the more, it's a morning routine. Um, you know, I had somebody challenge me and said, you know, I used to be a big fantasy football guy. Um, yeah. By the way, I still love it, but I would get up in the morning and spend time looking over the waiver wire to figure out what I should pick up. And somebody just, you know, it kind of dawned on me one day, I was having some success doing that. And I thought, what if I put that towards something productive? So that's when I started reading. Um, if I'm on top of my game, um, I, it's, it's the physical fitness, getting some movement in in the morning um, and uh, some quiet time. Uh, I mentioned being a person of faith. So I try to be in a study at some point. So just those, you know, those things that, uh, that add up over time. It's, you know, yeah. so. Those are critical, yeah. man. Yeah. Very critical. How about you? Uh, same, same kind of thing. So I'm, I'm more of a, a nighttime guy. I, I've tried this whole miracle morning by Hal Elrod. I've, you know, the 5am club by Raman Shah. I've tried everything you can do. And, and I hear people get up at, you know, four, four ten in the morning or five. I think we know, I think we know one of those guys. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> man, I wish I could do that, but I'm pissed off if I waking up at four in the morning. I'm like, what, what am I doing up at four in the morning? This is terrible. Um, so I, I would say I've committed to what I call my 90 minute focus. And a lot, a lot of folks in our firm do it. A lot of people outside the yep. firm are doing it. And it's 90 minute of focus, whether that's it, you know, 90 minutes before the kids get up, or if it's the first 90 minutes after the kids are up and out to school and then, you know, kind of can, can run my day more. Cause for me, I think it's really, really important. I want to be at home for those moments. I, I want to be at home, even though it's with four boys, it can be chaotic sometimes in the morning. <laughs> I bet. I want to be around the chaos because it, it, as you know, it goes by like that. Quick, right? And so I want to be there to help make lunches and, and, and be there to help get their water bottles ready. Now they got to go to COVID. And, and I know these are things they obviously are perfectly capable of doing. So we're there to help. We're all running around the kitchen. We're making it happen. I want to be there. But so my time is usually right after the kids go, go, uh, go to school. And so my time is, is thinking. My time is journaling as well. My time is exercise. My time is reading. If I can dominate that first 90 minutes of the day, then I know I can dominate the rest of it. And I know that I can come home at the end of the day and have less regret about not getting done what I need to get done. 
And so just like you, I'm sure you're a busy guy and you come home at the end of the day and you're like, gosh, I just, you know, spent eight hours working. What, what did I possibly, what did I just accomplish? But I was busy, yep. but what did I just accomplish? And so I had to create that. And it, I'm coming up on a little over two years of doing that now. And, and it's been a game changer for me, really, really focusing on the things that help me win the day. And they can change to your point, 12 week year. Doesn't mean I'm going to do it the rest of the year. It can change at any time. It's your focus. Yep. Make sure you're focused on getting things you get done, get them done. You know, I, um, I heard something and it's one of the things, cause that, that it is a morning thing for me. That's where my creative, that's where my, most of my creativity comes from. And, um, right. And I think that my guess is this would be the same for you, but do your creation before you, you, before consumption, create before consuming. That's good. And, um, you know, cause it's easy. I don't know about you, but email can be consumed, you know? all the busyness, but uh, just setting that aside and making sure that you're focused on the things that you need to create. Yeah. So. I will tell you the email thing is I've done, and I have a, a wonderful assistant, Robin, who's been with me for gosh, 15 years. And, you know, we, we can almost work together without even talking. We just, you know, we can just go in stride so well together, but it, it became for me. Um, and I'm very thankful for her. So hopefully she's listening to this and I'll say, Robin, thank you for doing this. But I got so busy through my days, but then yet, you know, you get 125 emails. And so not everybody has this luxury maybe, but what I've done, I've created my own private email account. And that's the only email that's on my phone is, is the private one. And that's where Robin can communicate with me. Meaning obviously she can communicate with me in any way she wants. But my point is through email, if there's something, if Brian McRae sends me an email and it's going to my, my more public email, She's going to filter through. She's that filtering stuff. it. Yeah. Yeah. So does, does Brett need to see Brian's email? Yeah, he does. Okay. Well then she forwards it. And you know what I found Brian is pretty crazy. I really only need to see about two to four emails a day, you know, and I pause there to let that set in because how many of us are going through hundreds of emails per day and how many of them do you actually have to do something with? It's interesting. You mentioned that that is a couple things that have really come really clear. Cause we were talking about 20, I want to talk about 2021. Um, but Two, two things kind of happened as, because uh, we're, I think we're all, you know, fo- and that's what I love about you, Brett. You're a forward thinker, and I'm taking notes on the two to four emails. And uh, Robin, by the way, nice job. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and the, um, but everybody needs a Robin. Exactly. So the, um, but when we all have got these ideas of what we want to do, but it became really clear for me here recently about 2021 and, and beyond is I think so often, when people hear, hey, how do you only read two to four emails a day? And they focus on how, and they don't focus on the who. If you got the right person reading two to four, having them filter it. So what you just said, Robin is your who. And there's a great book, Dan Sullivan just released. It's called uh, Who, Not How. And it goes into that. And it's, there's, there's kind of three things that I've been focusing on recently. What do you want? Who do you need? And let the how figure itself out. But if you figure if out, I could even add one of that, can I add the why? Yeah, abs- absolutely. Well, do the how and the why, right? And so my why behind that is not to say, oh, look at me. I don't check email. No, my why behind that is, is because when I'm with Brian McRae, I can be with Brian McRae. Oh, and- when I'm in my next meeting, I can be in my next meeting. When I was in my last conference call, I got off, you know, 90 seconds before this thing, I was in that meeting. And I'm not worrying about the pile up and the piling up and the piling up of emails because then what do I know is going to happen? At five o'clock when I'm finally done with some meetings and I go and all of a sudden, right, this whole thing fills up. Now I've got to go through and see what's important and what's not important, which is then time away from me getting home and being present at home. So the why behind it is that where I can be where my feet are. 
And I'm not perfect at that I, no. I, all the time, right? I can be at home or I can be at a, at a lunch thing. And I'm, you know, I'm over here thinking about something else when I should be right there. We're all guilty of that. But yes. I found the elimination of email has really, really set me up for success to be in the moment more where I'm at. Well, Lee, uh, I might bend your ear offline a little bit because uh, I just put a who in place to take care of email. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, whoever who is, you just you yeah. just got more emails. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, well, this is awesome, man. So, um, any anything? I I don't know why I like this question. I get feedback about this a lot. But if if I steal your app, uh, I'm sorry, I steal your phone from you. Is there anything in there that besides email, because we just talked about, you know, you got to have somewhat of some email, but besides that, anything that you would kind of get some anxiety or freak out if, if I went in and just hit delete and you never have that app again on your phone? Um, it's specifically a, looking for productivity, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The apps that you can't live without, you know, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to go to it. Um, go you know, um, Right now, I don't know. Voxer is one that uh, that we really started to utilize uh, more heavily. Um, I, I hate uh, honestly. It ties into the email conversation. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm trying to get away from email, and I like talking more than I like typing. So Voxer is kind of a, a, like an, a little push and talk button that will transcribe for you. So I use it a lot with my team because I think my voice communicates better than when I try to type something out. I can give a little bit more detail in less time. Um, that would be one. Um, we just got a ring and for whatever reason, that thing keeps going off. So, um, uh, but productivity, it would definitely, you know, you got some at your door. Yeah. The, um, it's actually been the flag waving on the side oh, there of the you house. Go. So yeah, we got to tune that one in, but anyway, the, uh, but Voxer, I would say would be one, um, and another VOXER for those listening may not have heard of it. It's a good productivity tool for people. Yeah, that's probably the one that we've been utilizing the most during this. So yeah. how about you? Um, you know, I said this in, on, the, on a podcast the other day, but for me, it's um, my camera. I, I like to go through and I'm a, I'm a camera geek. I, I love to take pictures and videos and I probably annoy my, my kids and my wife and my friends. I'm, I'm constantly taking pictures of stuff, but there's a reason. One, one, I just, I want to remember those moments and look back on them. And, and, and again, I apologize for those that listened to the last week's podcast that, that stated the same thing. I go through in my gratitude journal every quarter at the end of the quarter. And I, and I go through every single individual picture. And so every individual picture I write down in my individual or my gratitude journal and not everyone, right. Cause you're maybe four or five at the same location, but you know, it may be as simple as, you know, I'm making this up last January, there was a, a snow day where nobody went to work and nobody, you know, did school and we went sledding as a family. You know, maybe it was that time I got to go do this thing or, or just be in the moment at a campfire with just my kids. And, you know, I write those things down because it's the things I want to try to be where my feet are at and be more present and, and not try to be so focused on what's happening in the future. And so those things are important. And I think that's a big one. So then I take that and, um, and it's called, uh, the app is going to pull it up as well right here. It's called uh, Groovebook, G-R-O-O-V-E book, one word, Groovebook. And what that does is it's, I don't know, it's like $4.99 or $3.99 a month. And you go in every month, you get a hundred pictures. You, you pick the ones you want. And then like three days later, uh, a, a booklet of all the pictures shows up. So I've got this thing in my closet where I've had it for four or five years coming in now, where I've got every picture printed out from my phone. How many of us do that, right? How many of them set it on the counter? So that thing will set in a kid's room for a month or a, the coffee table in the family room. Oh, you'll dude, that... see people going through it and there's perforated edges and you're like, ah, oh, I love that pick. You pull it out and you put it, you know, in a picture frame somewhere. 
And that, so for me, that's been really cool. Well, I, I don't know when you're publishing this, but if you could hold on a couple of weeks so I can give that as a gift to some of the people that are important to me in my life. So <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. is an awesome. No, it's, it's great. It's phenomenal. And so, and so if I say there's a great picture you want of a special occasion, you can hit that button like four or five times. And then, so you keep one in the book, you have one at the office, you want to give one to your parents and grandparents or whatever. It's a pretty cool spot. You know, Brett, um, first of all, thanks for that app. But man, I, the one thing that I love, the reason I love spending time with you is because you're so intentional. Um, and that journaling thing, and I know we're both big journaling fans. And um, I just, I applaud you. Your kids, I mean, just think, think, what if your grandfather right. had journaled oh. the way, can you imagine? I mean, I think about my grandfather and just, because um, one of my mentors, Jim Rohn, he just said, uh, you know, you leave behind three things. You leave behind your, your library. You leave behind your photos and you leave behind your journals. Well, yeah. And that's our legacy. And just to be thinking, you know, I, I, I don't know if my kids will, but uh, you know, a, a mutual friend of ours, John O'Leary said, you know, if you're going to, if the house is on fire and every living thing is okay, what are you going back in to get? And right. I would probably, oh, I'd two things. And one of them would be my journals. I'd bring that out because I would want my kids. I hope they look back on those and, and get some enjoyment out of seeing what life looked like. So well, you can see right there, there's uh, seven, seven or eight journals right there from August of 2005. There's two right here. And these things are just cover to cover of my thoughts, feelings, dreams, aspirations. You know, the other cool thing I, I enjoy to do is I, I go back. So, you know, coming up, I can't wait between Christmas and New Year's. I read these journals. I go through and will tell you what I could tell you what's in the, you know, the, the ones if it's something pops in my mind. And it's just neat to go back and see what was I thinking in August of 2005, right? And those things that now were, they were scary as heck back then, right? May not be as scary. Or you find the ones, gosh, you've been saying that for four years. Why don't you do something about it, right? And so I just, I don't know. There's a lot of learning in there. So you could go on and on about that. Well, this has been awesome, man. Uh, A lot of big victories I think can happen. I know you said you wanted to talk about 2021. So why don't you fire some questions off about that? What, uh, what's, uh, what's got you most excited about 2021? Um, most excited professionally about 2021 is we, we've made some major investments in our firm from a, from visionary wealth advisor standpoint for our advisors, uh, which ultimately is for the RN client, right? The, the client on the, uh, on the street, which is who we have to wake up and serve every single day to help them achieve a future greater than their past and so on. But we, we did a major investment into technology um, that is going to allow our my, myself, but more importantly, our advisors to go out and serve their clients in the most efficient manner possible. So we will have the best of breed platform that you can possibly have. And I'm not trying to say that as a commercial, but I'm just more saying that is that's just something we're really excited about, right? That, yeah, absolutely. That you're going to have an app that it's the visionary logo. You can go to the app store, you know, next year and, and download an actual visionary app and your entire financial life can go on that. We don't see that you see that as the end client. And then you can go on there and it's your mortgage, your credit card, your, your 401k at work, your checking account, your, you know, your stuff at Visionary. And it's all right there. It's all one piece. And so I'm just really, really excited about that rolling out to the, to the field and, and then therefore rolling out to the communities we serve to, to help them. And so that's exciting. And I think that, um, you know, this whole pandemic has just confirmed to, to me that we have really, really, really solid people that work here that just care. Right. And they're strong. As we were saying earlier, the strong will survive these guys and these gals, they're all strong. They're all going to survive and they're all going to thrive. And, and it's just going to be so fun to watch as a leader, watch them go out in the marketplace and just continue doing what they're doing. 
Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, I think, uh, I think the key takeaway there, and I know you would agree with this because you talked about relationships earlier. Um, you know, technology is really encroaching among both of our businesses. And I think you're using technology to not replace relationships. You're using it to enhance relationships. That's right. So I applaud that, man. That's yeah. awesome. What about you? What are you most excited about? You know, we're working, it's, uh, I'm putting a lot of time in right now on the vision. So I think there's five elements to create some massive momentum, vision, planning, metrics, time allocation, and then joyful accountability, which, but uh, right now we're really working on the vision. I'm focusing on what we're trying to build. And, um, you know, it's a little unique, uh, the primary, you know, I told you we've got a coach, you know, I've got a coaching company, but uh, still I'm in the mortgage space. I've got the McCray mortgage sure. team. So we're really excited about the integration of that. We're going to be launching the mastermind project. Uh, so that's going to happen in 2021. Um, so rather than yeah. being a local live event, we're going to take it virtual because I think our communities are really starving. Uh, financial, anybody in a business to consumer relationship that relied on connecting, this pandemic is going to be really missing the, the live events. So we're, we've got a really cool shared learning event format that's been going on for the better part of 10 years. And we're going to take that virtual, we're going to rebrand it as uh, the Mastermind Project versus Mastermind St. Louis. Um, and that way, the some of my coaching clients can implement it in their cities. So um, I'm really excited about that. So that's awesome, man. Well, good for you. So uh, last question I've got, man, what, what does Brian McRae wish he had more time and resources for, man? Is there anything out there you're passionate about? And just like, hey, if, if all this stuff was eliminated, if I could just do this, it'd be what? Um, well, more time with, uh, more time traveling with my bride. Um, we, we've got a little bit in, but uh, the pandemic's hit that a little bit. Uh, my kids, uh, it does go fast. My youngest is a junior in high school. So, uh, some quality time with them really connecting the conversations that we have and hearing them laugh is just really a joy. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, uh, one of my, uh, I'm, I'm trying to carve out some time to get the golf game going again. So, um, I love playing golf, fishing, awesome. reading. So how about you? Well, let's definitely go golfing. Uh, we need to go golfing. We'll, uh, we'll give that a shot. And then, uh, uh, you know, I, I, for me, I, I want to create an environment. So through visionary, but also just for our community and communities, you know, we have seven soon to be eight locations. We're in, I think what, uh, one, two, three, four, five States. Um, you know, as we continue to grow, uh, I want to be able to give back to that community. So what, what do we need to do to not only help the community on the financial side, but also with this type of stuff that we're helping with, right? We can help people be better, better husbands or wives, better, you know, fathers and mothers, better siblings, better kids, better business leaders, better, whatever. Uh, that that's a passion, you know, obviously we swing for hope is a foundation. My wife and I have, so we would love to go out of business. We always joke because that means cancer is cured. So it's, you know, not a lot of people have a goal to go out of business. I do. I want to go out of business for Swing for Hope because we're not needed any longer. Oh. That would be awesome. So that, and then along with just some sort of, I don't even know what it is in the future, but a, a university type, when I say university, not a real university, but a place where business owners and business leaders and just really anybody in our community can come to and know they're going to get top, top notch uh, advice on all things life. And uh, if we can just do that and serve and, and do all that, then that, that makes me really, really happy. And my kids grow up to be, you know, somewhat successful and, and just them being happy, right? That's the most important thing is, you know, we all want to be happy. So got a lot going on right now to stress us all out, but let's, uh, let's focus on the happiness and the joy we've got and build on that. So Brett Gilliland, that's all I've that's, got today, my friend. That's purposeful, man. I appreciate that.
Well, Brian, it's been awesome being with you and uh, appreciate the time and, uh, you know, tune in every single week to uh, the circuit of success where we give you the best tips and tools to help you with either wealth management or business ideas, or just quite frankly, life ideas. So we're thankful every week that you show up, go to our YouTube channel, Brett Gilliland. You can go to circuit subscribe to that stuff. And we'll give you as much as we got. So guys like Brian, you, you give us your time and it's awesome to hear what you got. So thanks a lot. Bless you, man. Thank you so much, Brett. Appreciate you adding value outside that core confidence, man. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Tune in next week for another episode of The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and through our website, circuitofsuccess.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and email any questions to info at circuitofsuccess.com. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm. 